we are the future. Young people are the future of the EU. I don't think our topics are often represented in our opinion. I think it's kind of laughed at. It's pretty hard to get into politics when you're young, to get a good position and to be taken seriously. European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Special series Future Generations. Episode 2. Young people in Germany call for better representation in the national and European public debate. My name is Ida. I'm studying sociology. Ida is a 21-year-old full-time student and she comes from Bamberg, a town in northern Bavaria. As the interviews from the first episode of this podcast series, Ida participated in one of the EU Youth Dialogues workshops, a year-long project organized by the Institute of European Democrats with the aim of making the voices of young European citizens count. In fact, in this podcast, we continue our trip across Europe, meeting citizens like Ida to discuss what worries them most and how they see the world today. According to Ida, one of the most pressing issues on young people's minds is climate change and how young people's worries are often dismissed by politicians. Climate change is pretty important. I think it's for a lot of young people that are scared of the future of our world. And I don't know if enough stuff is done right now. I think there should be more stuff that has to be done to change it and to better the situation. It's always the youth screaming for change. And it's a bit sad because a lot of people are making fun of like, Greta Thunberg, people used to make fun of her and belittle her just because she's young and watching her every move and she couldn't make a mistake or she was ridiculed all over social media. But it's not just politicians that should pay more attention to young people. Our next guest, Julia, believes that the media should also give more resonance to the issues raised by younger generations. In Germany, we have many problems with gas, for example, and now we have um, atomic power. It's a very important topic in our generation. And I think in the media and the news there is in the background, but in my surroundings here, there are many discussions about this. Julia is 25. She's from Germany just as Ida. Julia studies political science and believes that being conscious about environmental issues should be part of the education that young people receive in schools and not left to each person's conscience. In school, we learn very much about books or maths or about geological or biological uh, topics. But it is also important to know that you have to go on the shower, not 20 minutes, for example. She, too, thinks that the environmental anxiety that plagues younger generations aren't taken into consideration by older people. I think many people, especially the youth, don't think that they are heard of politics. I think the older generation didn't accept harder words from the youth. For example, Fridays for Future in Germany was very big and they said many things to the older generation. The older generation didn't like this. European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Ida and Julia have explained how and why they feel that their generation's anxiety towards the environment is not taken seriously by older people, both in politics and media. But another topic that often came up in talking to Julia and Ida was how their generation has been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
This is Edith Hawking. COVID-19 also really struck me. I was in school back then and I didn't get to see my friends for a long time. And it was really hard because I was in the time between university and it was hard to orientate myself. It was a big part of my life where it was hard to deal with. Also, it's pretty hard to get help for mentally ill persons because psychiatrists are always full and it's also affected a lot of people especially in combination with COVID-19, the depression and suicide rates went up and it was a hard time. But how do Ida and Julia feel about politics? Or better, are they actively engaged in society? I vote, I try to read the news, but I'm currently not in any party and I'm not planning on joining any party soon because I don't want to label myself with just one party at the moment. Do you think that politics is something bad or not? No, it's not inherently bad. There are probably some bad sides to it. And a lot of it, in my personal opinion, is representation. Ida is the daughter of a politician. So she is in a privileged position to see how a politician actually works. Kind of takes away from the real work. Introducing yourself talking to your neighbors about it. You have to be everywhere, but you don't really work there. You just have to talk and present yourself as a politician, in my opinion. And it's a big part of the job in what I saw with my mother. It's a big part. She can't even go shopping without being talked about. And it's taking away <laughs> from the importance of the work they actually do. Julia, on the other hand, has a completely different opinion on politics. In fact, she is politically active and a member of the Freie Wähler Party. You are active in a party, but what is your definition of being engaged politically? Yeah, my, my definition of being engaged is try to do good things for the society and for other people. And for especially me, I'm very engaged in my hometown. Do you think that being active in a political party is the best way to do that? I think it's one way, but there are many other ways too. Before I was in a political party, I was part of a youth parliament. And I think it don't care if you are in a political party or in another society or organization. It's good to be engaged. A member of the city council, I try to talk to very many people. So uh, what are the wishes and what are the problems? And then I try to implement these ideas in our politics in my hometown. Politics is not easy. So if you have a wish, it will take time to make this wish true. And I think this one thing, people who are not engaged or not in politics, They don't really know and they don't understand that there are many steps you have to take to make this wish true. The European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. If you recall the Polish girl, Paulina, from the first episode, she said that she didn't really feel connected with the European Union. We asked Ida and Julia as well their thoughts and relationship with the EU. And their answers were pretty similar to Paulina's, but with argumentation turned upside down. It's a big part of my life, but I don't recognize it every day because it's so normal that you can go over the borders. I can't even remember not having open borders to everywhere. It affects me probably. But it's so normalized for me to have the EU and that I can remember time without it. I think it's more near than other institutions. So in my opinion, in my background, my hometown in Germany is more in my life than the EU. 
But I really love the European Union and I think it's a very great institution. So, given both of our guests insisted a lot on the issue of political representation, we were wondering if they feel things are different in any way when it comes to evaluating the activities and politics of the European Union towards the youth. Here comes Julia's take on the matter. I think the last years is getting better. So, the year of the youth, for example, is a good beginning. They started now and I think they try to get in dialogue, but this is very cool and I love the events in, in Nuremberg too and I like to discuss with uh, members of Parliament too. European Democracy Lab Podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Before we say goodbye, just an extradition. If you have listened to the first episode until the end, you might remember that we asked Paulina, the Polish girl we also mentioned earlier in this episode, if she had a question for the German interviewees of this episode. Well, Paulina wondered if also in Germany, young people were involved in supporting people from Ukraine. So this is what we got from Ida. My sister, um, they're living in her house right now and we have had some apartments and they're living there right now, two families with young children and it's kind of heartbreaking to see. I mean, that they had to flee and to go through Europe just to get here. And it really brings to mind how close it is and how, I don't know, it's a completely weird situation I never had to experience in my life. And what, what did you learn from them? You mentioned already it gives you it gave you probably a feeling of how close the war was, but was there other things that you learned from this family? Yeah, I mean... I'm always positively shocked how happy they are and how normal their life seems now. And it's very impressive to see them going on with their lives and doing the best out of the worst situation you can even imagine. Like they go on with life and they are very brave to do that and they are doing very good. This was the second episode of European Democracy Lab Future Generations, a podcast of the Institute of European Democrats through which a light is cast on the opinions and feelings of young European citizens, be they actively involved or not in politics and society. All participants in this podcast series took part in the EU Youth Dialogues, a year-long project by the Institute of European Democrats. In the next episode, we will travel to France. What will be the focus of the future generations across borders? Stay tuned. For updates and more information about the EU Youth Dialogues, visit www.yetonline.eu. That's www.iedonline.eu. European Democracy Lab Podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Special series, Future Generations.